remind you of something this morning. As much as God hears us out there, he hears you here at home. Because sometimes we say, it's easy for you. You're talking about God here and out there. Well, you know, uh, it, listen, out there is just the same as in here. It doesn't matter where you are. God hears you. It says in Psalm 6 and 9, the Lord has heard my plea and he will answer my prayer. In Psalm 34, 15, it says his ears are open to their cry for help. Matthew 21, you can pray for anything. And if you have faith, you'll receive it. Matthew, Psalm 145, he is close to those who call on him in truth. And he hears their cries and he rescues them. Listen, when we align our prayers with God's will, then he answers. Turn with me to 1 John a wee second. 1 John 4, 1 John 5. First John 5 and 14. Here's what it says in the New Living. It says, and we're confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us when we make a request, we also know that he will give us what we ask. It says, when you ask for things that please him. If you're asking, Lord, take my husband away, and I'll skitter and I can't stand him, I don't think the Lord's going to listen to that. If you're saying, Lord, the lotto's double tonight, Lord, if I just buy a ticket, just a one-off, if only I could just win, well, sure, that would be great, and I'll never pray it again if I win this one. That's not going to work. You have to align your prayers to God's will. Lord, I want this man. Lord, I'm sure he's for me. That's not going to work if he's not for you. But when you align your prayers to God's will, when you ask for things that please him, and when you ask for things that align with his will for your life, then God hears you. When you communicate with God rather than demanding, when you discuss, I tell you, when we pray, we ask, Lord, please, Lord, in your mercy. You sent Jesus, Lord. You said that by his stripes, this baby is healed. So, Lord, I just ask you to touch him in Jesus' name. Rebuke the devil all you like. Dirty devil, you get your hands off my daughter in Jesus' name. How dare you even come near my family home? Get out in the name of Jesus. Speak to the devil as dirty as you want. But when you come to God, your father, you just come and you just ask him in the right tone of voice and he will hear you. Now listen to what Proverbs 21, 13 says. It says, if a man shuts his ear to the cry of the poor, he too will cry out and not be answered. So if you're stingy, you're beat. There's a word for you this morning. If you're stingy, you're beat. What do you learn with this verse? You need to be generous. If a man shuts his ear to the cry of the poor, he too will cry out and not be answered. That's a scary thought. Because sometimes we procrastinate. We say we're going to do all these things for the poor all around the world or the poor on our own doorsteps sometimes. And yet we do nothing. But the generous one is the one to whom God listens. Be generous. Matthew 6 and 6. When you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father. Be humble and be discreet. Be humble and be discreet. Sometimes blasting it out at the prayer meeting is not what gets the answer. It's not the louder you shout, the quicker you're heard. Sometimes it's that still small prayer in private. 
is the one that moved God's heart. But then again, in Matthew 18 and 19, it says, if two of you agree here on earth, if any of his followers, it says, any followers in the house this morning? See, it says that if you gather together in twos or threes or more, that he will hear you. I firmly believe that. I absolutely believe that when you come together on the Thursday night or whatever night it is, when you come together as followers and you align your faith together with God's will and you align your faith together with one another and you agree together, he hears. I tell you in helping hands, I ask you for your prayers and you're thinking, I, she means my money. Oh, I mean your money too. I'll not even try and bluff you on that one. I desperately need your money but I desperately need your prayers. When you're praying for me here on a Thursday night, that's a Friday morning for me in the Philippines, I'm standing over wee Raniel, or I'm standing over wee baby James, and it just looks like a life's just slipping away from him. And I'm standing thinking, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to pray. I, I'm, I'm, my heart's in about a million pieces. Lord God, please, will you help me? And here you all are sitting in that corner asking God to help me. Don't you think he hears? He absolutely hears. And he absolutely answers. It says in Matthew 7, Ask and it shall be given. Seek and ye shall. Knock and it shall be. Open. Be persistent. Sometimes we say, we ask something once, and then we say, well, the Lord just didn't hear my cry, and he didn't answer. Be persistent. Who said you cannot ask for prayer every week for the same thing? You just keep doing it. Keep being persistent. Ask and you shall receive. It says in Mark 10, 27, that with God, all things are possible. Why, it is, why is it as believers sometimes that we limit God? We, we shrink that verse so much. We do. We all do it. With God, all things are possible, except well, if you knew my son or daughter, honestly, I just can't even believe for them anymore. If you knew my marriage is such a mess. If you knew I can't get off the drink. If you knew that, if you knew the state of my finances. I know with God all things are possible, but sometimes, well, sometimes life just happens and that's just the, the bottom. And the next thing, we're off on a big excuse and we just have talked ourselves into defeat. Some people talk themselves into the grave, you know. You go over to pray healing for them. They're absolutely convinced the Lord's going to take them. Sometimes I pray he will take them, put them out of their misery. But honestly, you have, got to, you have got to believe that with God, all things really, really are possible. And when you have the faith to believe that, then you pray a different prayer. You go into your exams praying, Lord, I have studied. I have read it. I'm praying, Holy Spirit, that you will bring every word I read to my remembrance. And I absolutely believe it can happen. Lord, I have no friends. I don't. I remember my wee Georgette. She came to me and she says, Mom, I'm hanging with the wrong crowd. She says, do you know, we were out at 7-Eleven the other day and the next thing I looked down, there's cigarettes all over the table. I actually drove past and caught her. There's cigarettes all over the table and she just said, I looked down and I thought, who is? Who is? This is not me. What am I doing? Sitting with these people, laughing at their jokes, trying to be part of the crowd and it just wasn't working. She said, I'm just not the same. I'm not. And she says, but Mom, I have nobody. There's no believers in my class. In fact, the only girl that I am good buddies with is Muslim. And, and, and her parents are foreign. She's over from Dubai. And for whatever reason, I clicked with her. And she says, but Ma, 
it's getting me nowhere. Like, so my sister will love, have you prayed about it? She says, well, you know, yeah, yeah I kind of prayed about it. And I'm like, did you really pray about it? She's like, well, no, not really. So I said, okay, really pray about it. So for about two or three nights, Georgette really prayed about it. In fairness to the child, she brings things to the Lord. She really prayed about it. You know what happened on about the third day? They're all sitting at the lunch table one day. And a girl that she does know came over and sat down beside them. And another young, real stunning looking girl came over and sat beside them too. So Jet didn't know her at all, but they just got talking. The next thing she found out, she's a believer. And she's actually from Manila. She'd won a scholarship to this school. She's living in La Longa, but completely on her own. No real friends, no real church. Tell me, did God hear Georgette's prayer? This just a strange girl just shows up and sits down at the table. I tell you, God hears. If you remain, he needs to be part of every single day of your life. What does it say in Psalm 139? Before you even breathed, he had written down and recorded every single day of your life in his book. He's remaining in you. Sarah's mommy quotes it all the time. Says in Psalms that God busies himself with every detail of your life. God busies himself with every detail of your life. Remember Pastor Jimmy saying, we all want God to intervene, but we don't want him to interfere. We want him to intervene when we need a big miracle. We want him to intervene when, when, when we, we need it ass up, but we don't want him to interfere. I want God to interfere. I want him to come along when I'm about to make a wrong decision and go, oh, wait a wait, minute, love. Come here to talk to you. I want him, when I'm just stepping out in the wrong path, I want him to come and put his arm around me and go, oh, oh, this way, this way. I want him to interfere in my life. Listen to what Philippians 4.19 says. It says, and my God shall supply, what does it say? All your needs according to, according to whose riches? It's his riches. If God was to supply all my needs according to my riches, we are beat majorly. We're in huge trouble. But I thank God that he supplies my needs according to his riches and glory. That's how we find £10,000 a month to run helping hands. I don't have £10,000 a month. My folks don't have £10,000 a month. I don't even think this church would have £10,000 a month to give me to fund this ministry. But I'm just a wee girl from this church. I didn't even hardly know other people in other churches when I went out to the Philippines. But I had a big God. Remember Dr. Mendoza saying to me, I just thought you were just a big girl with big dreams. Imagine a big girl, cheek of him. Well, I just thought, he says, you were a big girl with big dreams, but here you are in front of me. And I says, I am, I have a big God. That is the difference. And I firmly believe that God supplies all my needs according to his riches. Don't limit God. I've only two more. First John 3.21. Listen to this. In fact, I'm just going to read it to you because it's too good. First John 3.21 and 22. It says, Our actions will show that we belong to the truth. So will we be so we will be confident when we stand before God. Even if we feel guilty, God's greater than our feelings and he knows everything. It says, I think it's in the King James, it says, if your heart does not condemn you. Does it say that in your version, Dad? If your heart does not condemn you. Listen to me. When you go before God, 
Make sure your heart does not condemn you. If there's sin in your life, get it out. If you need to come before God and say you're sorry, whatever age you are, repent is the fancy word. Whatever age you are, sometimes you just need to come before your father and say you're sorry. That's the bottom line. God says that he hears your prayers if your heart does not condemn you. Don't spend hours and hours and hours in the closet if you're ripping at somebody and you're holding a grudge in your heart and you have a ton of offense in your heart or you're absolutely planning to be out with your girlfriend tonight in the dark room where you shouldn't be or you're going to look on the internet at stuff you shouldn't be looking at or you're going to fall out with somebody in school tomorrow because you can't stand them. Don't be sitting in your prayer closet asking God to bless your life because it is not going to happen. Because your sin separates you from God. It says he cannot hear you because of your sin. But when you can come to him and your heart does not condemn you, then he hears your prayers. Be sure your heart is in the right place. It reminds you in James 5 to confess your sins to one another. To one another. Sometimes you just got to go to somebody. I'll give you a wee for example. Now you'll hardly ever believe this, you know, because pastors and their children never fight. So you're just, I know it's going to be hard for you to believe. I know it. But just try to bear with me. Now I had to go and do a meeting last Wednesday. Was it last Wednesday? It was a bit stressful in our house this week. We had sick children. We had uh, a, a funeral. We had, we had so many different things all in one week. Uh, a lot going on in the Philippines. Our own health. Sometimes, you know, I'm just giving you all excuses, by the way, so it doesn't sound so bad, you know. Because that's what you would do if you were telling me the story. So so anyway, it's Wednesday night, so I'm going out to the meeting in about an hour's time or two hours' time, and I'm standing trying to do the dinner, and it just it was a bit stressful. And was it a Wednesday? So it's all Emma's fault because it was a Wednesday. So just to clear that up, Tessa got off the hook because she's only there on the other day. So we were standing stressed out, and and I'm trying to tell my dad about a thing, and you know, there's some stuff that I know better than my dad. It's true. So I'm trying to tell him this and he's not listening to me. And before I even got the words out of my mouth, he was already standing doing like, and, and he's like, you're Raymond McPherson. He does this when he doesn't want to listen. So he was doing like this and he was, and I, and I lost the plot. And I says to him, you listen to everybody in that church and you won't listen to me. And I closed the door on him. I did. I closed the door. I was ripping absolutely ripping at him so he never opened it he must have been into the office so then my mommy comes up the hall voice of reason devil's advocate up the hall <sighs> Raphael day she says ah dear love your daddy funeral tomorrow oh dear 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 how's he gonna get his thoughts together the night she says i can feel for him never seen him this bad you know terrible she says took us terrible bad it's really bad you know she says you have a meeting tonight too love oh meeting the night and all it's very stressful it's nice it's right I'm going now so because into the room and I says to him I just want to say I'm sorry and he says you see love and he was about to tell me why I was wrong I says no don't talk I'm just sorry that's all so I threw my arms around him and I goes back in to stir the dinner and I couldn't even see for the tears you know the tears are streaming mommy says what did you do I, says, I said I'm sorry listen don't let your heart condemn you confess your sins to one another was it easy no did I really feel sorry in that moment? No, I'm still right about the car. <laughs> I was right. He wouldn't listen. No, I'm only kidding. I was wrong and I knew I was wrong. 
Sometimes, even though you think you're right in what you say, you've just totally gone about it the wrong way. It was the wrong thing to do at the wrong time, in the wrong place, in the wrong moment. Do not let your heart condemn you. I'm going to throw this one in. This You, you men are going to love this. 1 Peter 3, 7. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. So that nothing will hinder your prayers. See, people think that you can just pray and God will hear you and that's it. There's a lot of, a lot of things that come into play. There's a lot of factors you need to be right with your husbands. You need to be right with your wives so that your prayers will not be hindered. And finally, God hears the cry of your heart. He knows the desire of your heart. He gives you the desires of your heart. Listen to this. I want to read this to you, and I'm not going to tell you where it is because my version's better than yours. And if I tell you, you'll all be reading it in the King James, and it won't sound as good. So I'm going to read it to you. Listen to this. Does God hear you? Whatever you're sitting here struggling with this morning, now, for some of you, this might be a pretty good morning and you haven't really got many struggles and things are going your way. That's great. Mark this scripture down the back of your Bible and then when things don't go your way, start reading the scripture. Maybe you're sitting here this morning and you really do have a skip load of stuff on your plate. It's just one of those weeks or months or years maybe where it's just, you're just thinking, Lord, do you hear me? Do you hear me? Listen to this. It says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I'll constantly speak of his praises and I'll only boast in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. So if there's anybody helpless, listen to this. This is for you. Come and let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let's exalt his name together. In other words, sit down and talk about the good stuff. Quit whinging. Quit whinging. Sit down and talk about the good stuff. Sit down and talk about what God has done for you. Now listen to this. I prayed to the Lord, said David, and he answered me. And he freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. And he saved me from all my troubles. Taste and see the Lord is good. Oh, the joys for him who take refuge in him. To those who trust the Lord, I'm jumping ahead. They will lack no good thing. I'm telling you, the Lord hears. Listen to this. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. His ears are open to their cries for help. The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he rescues those whose spirits are crushed. I love that verse because sometimes in helping hands, my heart is breaking in a million pieces. Listen, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. But the Lord will redeem those who serve and no one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. Do you believe that God hears you? Psalm 34, now you can write it down. Do you believe that he hears if you believe that he hears, then open your mouth and speak to him. Take the time. Today's the Lord's day. It's his day all day. It's not just his day for, for the two hours that you've been here. This is his day. Spend time talking to him today. Take another half an hour out of your day. Go into the room, like the word said. Close the door and talk to him. Tell him what's on your heart. Because the Lord longs to just hear what is on your heart. I tell you, God hears.